I would also ask any boarding house keepers in the Isle of Man who have visitors staying with them who have not been in during the night to report to Douglas Police Station any of their boarders who are missing uh, tomorrow morning so far as the staff are concerned. That would be helpful to us. With regard to the identification of people who are dead, this of course will be a very difficult task and it will probably be several days before this and perhaps even weeks before this um, is finally concluded. I think tonight that the services of the Isle of Man, fire, civil defence and the police and the general public have been extremely helpful. There has been a, a complete freedom of movement in the Summerland area uh, by the major services that have been involved and that was largely due to the fact that the versions were put on and that we did have the cooperation of the general public. Tomorrow morning the same situation really exists. Summerland obviously is gutted. It can be in a very dangerous state and uh, by daylight of course we shall be able to see much more. But tomorrow morning and throughout tomorrow diversions will still operate and we would ask people approaching Douglas from the Onken direction uh, or wishing to go towards the White City to avoid the promenade in the Summerland area. Certainly if you try to get through you'll be stopped by police. It is necessary to do this because obviously tomorrow morning and throughout the day um, there will be inspections of the building from a safety point of view and of course the police inquiries and fire inquiries that have to go on are, are best done without interference from the general public. So I know that tomorrow morning and throughout the day people will want to see the damage at Summerland. That's understood. I would ask you to cooperate with the police and keep away as far as you can from the site of the building um, so that we do continue to do our work with a reasonable amount of peace. It's a very sad occasion. There's a lot of work to be done and I ask for the general cooperation of the public. That was a statement issued by the Chief Constable of the Isle of Man, Mr. Frank Whedon, at one o'clock this morning. Manx Radio's Alan Jackson was at the scene of the fire minutes after it started, and here now is his report. There's absolute pandemonium here, because Summerland is ablazing, blazing down. There's absolute... The fire is spreading very rapidly indeed, and it would seem that one of the slot machines has caught fire and started to blaze. And... It's obvious that the whole place... Have you any idea how it started, love? Pardon? Have you no. any idea how it started? Not at least. No? Do you have any idea, no sir? Idea. No idea. No idea. You don't know where it started? No. Thank you. Excuse me, sir. Are you an official of Summerland? Pardon? Are you an official here? No, sir. You don't know how it started? No. No, no idea. There's absolute panic here at Summerland. People are... Uh, running all over the place and it would seem have you any idea how it started sir no no idea no sorry a machine outside and the concrete roof sorted off and uh, uh, the, the machine outside in the concrete roof uh, it short circuited did it uh, and the chaps getting the house part out and i helped them with the house part to get out and then it then it's another machine started inside after yes so it was an electrical fault do you reckon electrical fault huh? yeah 
And, and, and it, it's all right. No, it's, it's, um, what, um, were there many people around when it started? Oh, yes, it was packed all right. Yeah. And um, in what department was this? On the roof? On the roof, on the flat roof outside. Yes. Outside where the machines are, you know. There seems to be lots and lots of people in the place. Oh, there is. There are, of course. Now, what time, what time do you reckon this was? I mean, it's uh, it's ten, five past eight now, isn't it? Oh, 25 minutes. About 25 minutes. No, five minutes. Oh, five minutes. Five, five minutes. Five to six so minutes. So it's just started in actual fact. Yes, sir. Five minutes. And the, ple uh, the, the uh, fire engine has just arrived. Well, the fire people are here at the present moment in time. And it looks as if uh, most of the people are getting away very safely. Well, the problem is now that it's really belching away. Oh, there's fire brigade at the top now. There's another, there's another uh, fire engine coming along. Here comes the police now. The heat is, is starting to build up now, and we're a good 100 yards away, at least 200 yards away from the flames, and the heat is starting to build up even as I speak to you right now. It looks as if there's no hope for Summerland, without a shadow of a doubt. People are calling all over the place, looking round for children and... And families are split up, but this has obviously come as a shock to a great number of people. Yes, sir. What happened there? I don't know. We had to jump from the top floor to the next. You had to jump, did you? Was it? Uh, what started the panic? Well, I, don't know. I don't know. It was just smoke pouring in. Yes. And whereabouts were you on the building? Up on the top. Right on the top floor. Yeah. Is all your family safe? You're all right, are you? We don't know. We don't know who she belongs to. She was nearly getting trampled on. Oh, you're all right, are you, love? Yes. Yes, good. We good. don't know her name. No. Well, the place to go will be Douglas Police Station, or indeed any police officer, or indeed just to Where was the fire? to hang around. This is the thing Let's that. Get away from it. Yes, indeed. Keep moving. All right, love. Yes, he's, he's, there's lots of children coming down with other people, you see. Lots of children are coming down. They are, they are handling them. You're all right. No, 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 no. There are lots of people coming down. You're all right, my love. Hello. Are you all right? You've obviously been by the fire, sir. It seems that the majority of people are away from the place. Although there is great confusion around the place. Everybody's looking for children. This, of course, is the main thing. But now there seems to be a certain amount of calm coming over the place with the majority of the people away from the main building. But this is, of course, very important that children are kept safe. There are lots of children in other parents' arms and the problem is trying to find the right parents. Summerland is really ablaze now. It really is blackening the sky here in Douglas Harbour. The flames are roaring out of the windows. Stairs what? Those people on the stairs, did yes. they get out? Well, it, it looks that, that way, you know, we'll have to keep our fingers... There are officials up on the roof up there, and uh, we look that there's a certain amount of calm on the roof now. Certainly with so, with so many holidaymakers having a good time, and then suddenly this should arise, the place was packed, and it really is now absolutely ablaze. As I say, there is a certain amount of calm on the platform stairs going up now. The officials seem to have... The officials seem to be in some kind of control, and they are now kind of herding the crowd around with the police trying to ferry the people around. There are lots of, obviously... There's been a tremendous crash. That Summerland just happened now, and obviously due to the pressure. There are people... All over 
all the place, waiting, looking for relatives or friends of people of the family. Certainly Douglas has never witnessed a, an experience like this before. Summerland, of course. Well, tremendous amount of thought and money has been put into the place to bring another type of entertainment to Douglas and here it is going up in belching smoke and the smoke drifting across Douglas Harbour. Certainly there's anguish and tears around all over the place and uh, well as you can imagine a, a great amount of anguish and confusion with people's eyes flashing all over the place looking for members of the families, people that are, are still vacant from, from their families. A man ran up with an extinguisher five minutes too late. Yes, well, well, what actually caused the thing, this is the problem, they you see. They say it was in the Cooper's. In yes, the well, we've heard, you see, that it might have been the, uh, it might have been a, a short circuit on the... Uh, there was a shop in there. The first yes. thing we got was our shop. Yes. As long as people are safe, this is the and main thing. The people trapped on a ledge. Well, it looks like the officials have got uh, most of the people out. There will obviously be confusion around. You work in the kitchens, do you? No, I don't. I have a shop in there. It's oh. gone off the whole lot. Sorry? Stuck a bit in the back corner, eh? Yeah. Sorry? Stuck a bit in the back corner. In the back corner of Summerland. Oh, you know where the bingo is? Thank you. Where the bingo is? Right in the right-hand corner. Yeah? You actually saw it start, did you? Yeah. Yeah, you don't know what nobody was around at the time, whether you know it just happened to I go was, up, did it? I was trampled under foot, I've lost my shoes, yeah. everything. Well, as you've got yourself, you see, this is the main thing. It just said, don't panic. Yeah, well, this is. It said, don't run us. Yeah, yeah. What about the people upstairs? Up there, it yeah. happened so suddenly, I think, this is the problem, you know. Nobody expected it to arrive, you know. Yeah. It happened so suddenly, this is the main thing, I think. Well, this is obviously a thing you've got to put because there were so many people in the building, wasn't there, you know? So exactly. This is why, you know, they said don't panic. Can you imagine the, the pandemonium that would have happened if everybody would have rushed at the same time? I was flat on my stomach with people running over me. I've lost my shoes. Yes. You've got yourself, that's the main thing. There's a, a kitty trapped underneath me, couldn't breathe. Yeah. Well, there's a certain amount of calm that's uh, overtaking the proceedings now. The place is just a shell. It's been going half an hour. And the place is just a shell. The framework, it's like as if it was made of matchboxes. Thick black smoke still belting over Douglas Harbour. And still shocked faces, obviously, from people who were one minute enjoying all the amenities of Summerland. And now this. In half an hour, the place just now simply does not exist. Police officers are directing people from the area itself, of course. There's still tremendous heat from the place. And I'm standing some, well, some 500 yards away. At least 500 yards away. And there's shocked faces, obviously, around, looking, still looking for children and wondering where families, remainder of families are. You can probably hear in the background the sound of the asbestos roof, or whatever the place is made of, I'm not sure. But it's crackling and burning away. And uh, the fire brigade, well, are obviously powerless to stop it. Any, any fire brigade in, in, in the country would, uh, in Britain, would be powerless to stop this, simply because of the speed in which it took off. It, uh, 
it spread like wildfire. One minute it was a thin stream of black smoke. This was about just before eight. It's now half past eight and the place is just non-existent. That's how fast the flames spread. And Summerland is a big place, as most of you will know. That special report on last night's fire at Summerland on the spot report was Alan Jackson. And now the rest of this morning's news. New legislation to control the activities of nurseries and childminders. Will all Summerland staff please report to the Palace Lido at 11 a.m. this morning. Blood donors are now not required. Blood donors are now not required. We now have a police message on Manx Radio. The King Edward Road between Port Jack and the foot of Summerhill has been closed to the general public and the police announced that no vehicles or pedestrians will be permitted on that stretch of roadway. Traffic is being diverted via Summerhill and Port Jack. That concludes the police message. This is the Mayor of Douglas. I wish to express on behalf of my council and the citizens of Douglas my deepest sympathy <clears throat> to the relatives and dependents of those who died or suffered injury in the terrible fire at Summerland last night. Thank you. Summerland this morning is a scene of desolation. This normally busy area of the town is absolutely quiet. And as we stand and look up at the former building that was Summerland, it's a spider's web of twisted metal, burnt and charred black. The concrete walls, even they, are charred. The police and ambulance services are still here, and the fire services, and work is still going on inside the building. As I say, a quietness has descended on this area that last night, just 8 o'clock, was a blazing inferno with the loss of some 35 lives. The quietness is felt here by everyone. The press, the photographers, are standing around quietly and looking at what was this two million pound complex, which, as I say, is starkly outlined against the grey skies, just a twisted web of charred and burnt metal. The services are still standing by, as I say, work is still going on inside the important work of trying to find out how the fire actually started. It's quiet, it's desolate, and people are really feeling the tragedy that happened here just some 14 and a half hours ago. We will be bringing you further news throughout the day on Manx Radio, and in the meantime, from Summerland, it's back to the studio. The figures are that we have 41 dead and we have still 29 people in hospital, one man being discharged during the night. The injured consist of adults and children of both sexes. Some are very seriously injured. Some are Slight and will make reasonable recoveries. <coughs> there was one, identifi one identification carried out during the night, 
and others will be carried out during today. Many of the 41 bodies are badly burned and identification visually will be very difficult. And so the question of identification will remain with us for days and probably in some cases weeks. We have received during the night reports of missing persons on boarding houses and hotels, which is basically the same number as the bodies we have at present recovered. The balance is within two or three. At the moment, the Chief Fire Officer, Mr. Pearson, and the Fire Brigade are searching the building for any further bodies that may be there. Forensic experts from the Home Office Laboratory at Preston are already here and are in the Summerland starting their inquiry into the cause of the fire. Pathologists from England will be arriving during the day to assist the Isle of Man doctors in post-mortems of the dead and to provide, of course, forensic help in respect of future identification. The numbers that I issued last night of the two telephone, uh, the public telephone numbers I gave last night are still in operation and they will continue to be in operation. But at two o'clock this afternoon, we are moving our information room and incident control from the Douglas Police Headquarters, which is very small as you see, to St George's Hall which is two minutes away from the police station. On the ground floor, we will continue with identifications, and on the upper floor will be our information service to the public and to relatives of people that may be missing while they're on holiday here. Uh, I'm going to meet you again at four o'clock, and if I can give you any further information, then I will give back. And some emergency doors jammed but there's been a lot of praise for the way the emergency services coped. As the big inquiry into the cause of it all begins, pathologists and forensic experts are joining in. This is William Hardcastle, and later in today's World at One, why did Summerland burn so fiercely and so cruelly? We talk to the architect, the manufacturer of the building material, and the Fire Prevention Association. Stranded in space, Arthur C. Clarke of 2000, 2001 AD fame on the plight of those Space Lab astronauts. The soaring popularity of Jeremy Thorpe, Bernard Levin and Patrick Cosgrove explain, and the Prisoners' Union opens its new headquarters. And now for the new news in detail, Dennis Jones. We begin with the Isle of Man fire, and the official death toll has now reached at least 41 after a grim morning of sorting through the shell of the Summerland Leisure Centre and Douglas. 
There are fears that two or three other people may also have died, and over 30 more are still in hospital. A report from the island by Bob Friend. This morning, relatives have been arriving at the 200-bed hospital where the 31 people who needed to be admitted for treatment were brought last night. Already, there's been tremendous praise for the way the emergency services coped with the disaster. Ambulances ran a frantic shuttle service to the hospital, and when they couldn't cope, private cars were commandeered to bring in the injured. Relatives, many of whom have flown in this morning from London, the Midlands and Belfast, have been waiting anxiously for news. The latest situation is that one of the injured people is critically ill, four more, using the hospital's classification, are very ill, 16 are pretty poorly, and 10 are described as satisfactory. This morning, the people of Douglas, the island's capital, are still finding it difficult to appreciate the enormity of last night's disaster. One eyewitness told me he thought the fire was a small one. He saw a puff of smoke coming from the end of the building, then within minutes it had engulfed the entire complex. This morning it is a lattice work of charred girders. The trouble was that the huge complex was designed to please every member of the family. Fathers and mothers went to one section. As often as not, children were separated in other parts of the building. The survivors this morning talked of the blind panic as the fire spread. Some said they heard no fire warning. Others said they couldn't get out because the doors were jammed. Another told me of a desperate bid to wrestle a fire extinguisher from the wall. At Belfast Airport this morning, there was a pitiful scene as relatives, many of whom had already heard bad news, waited for a flight to Douglas. One man, weeping as he held his wife's hand, crumpled up a local newspaper so she wouldn't read a detailed description of the tragedy. Some of the people in the Belfast Airport lounge were still not certain how badly their relatives had been hurt. Understandably, telephone lines into the island were jammed with people anxious for news. The chief constable on the island, Mr Frank Whedon, has said it could be weeks before all the 41 bodies are finally identified. Many of them are very badly burned, and pathologists are flying in to help. The question now, of course, how did it happen? Investigations are getting underway. The Manx government has asked the Home Office to appoint an inspector. And at the Summerland site, firemen are still sifting through the debris. A report now from Nicholas Jones. Forensic experts are also examining the wrecked centre. The principal architect for the building, who comes from Leeds, is on his way, and the local architects have already started an investigation. The firm which built the centre has sent along representatives. At a press conference an hour ago, the chief fire officer, Mr Cyril Pearson, said the centre was ablaze from end to end and from top to bottom when he arrived. The alarm was raised at one minute past eight by a taxi driver who called in on his radio. It was four minutes later before the manual alarm was operated at the centre itself, which rings directly at the fire station. Mr Pearson said it was too early to say what had happened in those four minutes. When Summerland was built, it had to meet special fire regulations laid down by the Manx government. It was checked again before the start of each season. Mr Pearson said the building contained what he described as an awful lot of emergency exits, and there were three staircases, one completely enclosed in concrete. There was also plenty of firefighting equipment. The fire was concentrated in the main cabaret area, that's the fourth floor, and on the floors above. That was where the bodies were found. Mr Pearson refused to answer questions about the safety or otherwise of the acrylic sheeting which covers the outside of the centre. It was far too early to speculate on that, he said. Now, other news. Toro, uh, I'm appalled about what has happened um, uh, when one hears of 
one knows of a thing like this happening in your building. I mean, I don't know whether it's possible to imagine how terrible all my partners and my colleagues and myself feel about this. Well, an official booklet about the history of the Summerland Centre said this, and I quote, with an entertainment centre of this size, fireproofing was another major factor. Nothing could be left to chance. The main structure was ideal, solid, concrete, and non-combustible. Acrylic sheeting and internal fittings had to be of the same kind. How do you explain the way the fire spread so quickly? Well, clearly, I, I can't explain this. This is the most terrible part about this, because all these considerations were gone into. Uh, it's not just by ourselves, but we have to deal with all sorts of authorities, with building inspectors, with fire prevention people from the local authorities. We looked into this not only in our own office here, but also with our colleagues in the Isle of Man. We spent time and discussed in great detail all these problems with the fire officers who work in Douglas Corporation for the island, and also with Trust House Fortis, fire prevention officer, who we spent time with. They're the tenants, or were the tenants for Summerland itself. And, of course, we also have to deal with the insurance uh, fire experts, and they have very expert people, and we have to satisfy them with all these factors. Now, it's true the roofing was made of a substance called oroglass, and according to the Egremont scale, it's classified as not fire-resistant. I'd rather not answer questions, I'm sorry, on, on the technical details of, um, of these materials, but these materials were gone into with... Uh, not only these manufacturers, but also the fabricators. A great deal of work's been done with them to choose the most suitable materials, which were supposed to be of a, have a, what is dis technically described as a medium to low uh, fire spread characteristic. There's no, nothing, nothing is fireproof. Well, reports this morning suggest there were 5,000 people in the Summerlin complex, and there's quite a crush as people but fought to get out. Yes. Would, would this suggest to you that uh, it was overcrowded? No, this, the... this is not an excessive number. The building is designed to cope with very large numbers of people, and there are more than adequate uh, fire exits available from different parts of the building. There are also reports that the escape exits were difficult to find. Well, this horrifies me, of course, because, again, regulations and the requirements of fire prevention officers and everybody insist that we provide adequate lighting and signs and illuminated signs to all these things, and I'm quite sure they were there. But uh, I, I don't understand how so much panic happened, of course, in the same way as I don't understand why the fire spread so quickly. One, one is baffled by these reasons, except to think that perhaps a very large number of the people headed for as an exit for the place where they came in. This isn't a natural thing, perhaps, to do. But in fact, there are many other exits in the building. Have you designed many other buildings along similar lines as Summerland? There are a number of uh, uh, projects uh, being talked about on similar lines, uh, but there are no completed ones. In, you, in, 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 uh, in Europe, that is. Will you now be reviewing these? Obviously. As was mentioned just now, the roof and outside cladding of Summerland was made from a material called oroglass, a sort of American version of perspex. Summerland was the first time it had been used on a large scale in this country. Mr. Alan Watson is the sales director of the firm which makes oroglass in this country. I asked him how concerned he was. Well, we are, of course, extremely concerned. We have already attempted to get in touch with the authorities in the Isle of Man who are investigating the disaster, offering every possible assistance that we can in the investigation. Now, what is this material, oroglass? Sort of technical description is a cast acrylic plastic sheet. A lot of other companies, apart from ours, manufacture similar, similar products. What are its uh, combustible qualities or otherwise? Well, the description that we put in our technical literature about it is that it is 
uh, classified as a slow-burning plastic, and its combustibility compares with hard woods such as mahogany. It is a well-known material, and uh, for example, the Agremont Board, uh, which is a government body that gives approval to new building products, has given an Agremont certificate on Oroglass for glazing. And uh, this too confirms the actual words that are used in the Agremont certificate is, Oroglass is not fire resistant. What actually happens to this material when it does catch fire? Does it melt into globs or what? No, it doesn't melt into globs, but depending on the nature of the fire and the way in which it is mounted and the location in which it's held, uh, it can burn in different ways. One of the properties of it can soften and fall out of its mounting. And in fact, under normal conditions, this often happens before it ever ignites because it softens at a very much lower temperature than its ignition temperature. On the Isle of Man, three schoolboys from the Liverpool area have told a juvenile court that a cigarette they shared caused the fire at the Summerland Leisure Centre last month. Forty-nine people died in the fire. The boys admitted breaking into a kiosk where they smoked a cigarette and damaging the lock on the door. For this, they were each fined three pounds and each ordered to pay compensation of 33 pence with 15 pence costs. The boys, two aged 12 and one 14, had arrived on the island on the afternoon before the fire with their parents by steamer from Liverpool. They were questioned 11 days later by Liverpool and Bootle police. They'd all made statements which were read to the court. One of the 12-year-olds said they hadn't done anything on purpose he couldn't have put the cigarette out properly because the kiosk and the stuff inside caught fire and set the whole centre on fire very quickly. They tried to stamp it out, but it got too hot and dangerous, so they ran away. He'd been too scared to admit this before and was sorry he'd told lies. The boy of 14 said they'd all tried to put out the fire. He was scared about having started a fire in which all the people had been killed. The third boy said the kiosk had just set the whole place on fire while they were watching. The island's deputy fire officer said his office was still waiting for a forensic report and it wasn't possible to say that the fire in the kiosk had caused the disaster until then. A commission of inquiry into the fire has been set up and is expected to start work next month. That is the end of the recording.